Shavuos, we know it's called the Zman Matan Torah Seinu. The time we are giving the Torah. And how significant was the giving of the Torah? So every year we remind ourselves of the Gemara, the famous Gemara in Shabbos, which says, Darash Chizkiyah. On the Pasuk it says, Min Shamayim Nishmat Odin. Hashem, from the heavens you made known the Halacha, you taught the Torah, you gave the Torah. Eretz Yoro Veshakata. The world was afraid, Veshakata, and was calm, relaxed. And these seem to be contradictory terms. Was the world in a state of fear or in a state of calmness? So asked the Gemara, It's one or the other. And the Gemara answers, and it's famous, the Gemara's answer, that there were two different stages. Before Klai Yisrael accepted the Torah, so the world was Yara. The world was afraid. And why would the world be afraid? So it brings the statement of Rish Lakish that Rish Lakish said on the Pasuk referring to the creation of the world. The sixth day. And Rish Lakish explains that when Hashem created the world, and on the sixth day, the world was complete. That says the Gemara. Tznai hitna HaKadosh Baruch Hu in HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a condition. The world is complete, but its existence is not yet guaranteed. There's a condition which needs to be fulfilled. And that condition is Im Yisrael Mekabrim If Klai Yisrael will accept the Torah, then the world will continue. And if Chas V'Shalom Klaishal won't accept the Torah, then Hashem says the world is going to revert back to Torah B'Vayu, to its original stage of nothingness. And therefore, even though the world had been developed and the world exists and everything functions, but it's not guaranteed. It's all in abeyance. It's all waiting to see what's going to happen if Christ will accept the Torah or not. And therefore, Eretz Yara, the world is afraid. Maybe it would be destroyed. And the world had been in that stage since its creation until the time came for Christ Israel to be presented with adoption. And therefore we understand. Now that this is the long-awaited moment. Now that this is going to be the point of making that decision, will Klayashal accept the Torah or not? And the existence of the world is being kept in advance. What's going to be? So we understand Eretiara. We understand why that would be a reason for the world to be afraid. But what's significant to us is what happens next.
Kranius Rabb'dan accept the Torah. And if so, so now the world can breathe a deep sigh of relief. There's no longer a question mark hovering over as a continuation. Vishakata. That's the Gemara. In Shabbos and Lafbeches. And yet, there's still a very well-known question. The Nefesh Chaim writes on the Pasuk, If not for my covenant day and night, I wouldn't have established the laws of heaven and earth. And what's the Brisi Yemen Valayla? Nefesh Chaim explains it's referring to the study of Torah constantly. All day and all night. And if not for the fact that there will be people learning Torah always, without a moment's respite, then the world will be destroyed. And therefore, Nefesh Chaim says, if there would ever be a second, that the entire world would be still from learning Torah, the world would go back to Torah Vavayu. Firstly, we learn from that the tremendous achrais, the tremendous responsibility that everyone learning Torah has. If not for them, there wouldn't be a world. But the question is, if that's the case, so then why was the world shakata? It's true we accepted the Torah, we passed the first hurdle. But the existence of the world is still not guaranteed. In as much as the world needed Klai Yisrael to accept the Torah, or else it would face dissolution, the world still needs Klai Yisrael to learn the Torah every single second. And if not, it's the same type of avayu. So what's it to be shakata about? If the world was worried that maybe Klai Yisrael wouldn't accept the Torah, the world should be similarly worried. Maybe there'll be that second that Kaishal will be lax in the learning of Torah and the result will be the same. Why is the world Shakata? We've discussed this question before. We've asked the answers before as well. But every Ashwas we learn after Sugi again and perhaps we can suggest a new answer also. But to do that, I first want to learn up another Gemara, which is also always quoted on Shavuos, and it's also central to understanding the importance of Shavuos. And that's a Gemara in Psachim and Avsamachtes. And the Gemara says that when Shavuos came, the great Amayar of Yosef told his family, Prepare for me the finest meat that there is, the most delectable meat. Why? Because if not for this day, there's so many Yosefs in the marketplace. And I would have been just like one of them. There would have been nothing special about me as Rav Yosef if not for this day, if not for Shavuos. And therefore, Yerves said, I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate, and if I want you to prepare for me the richest, most expensive, 
choicest piece of wheat. And there's a well-known question in this Gemara. It's true Rav Yosef became great. But that's not because of Shavuos. That's because he spent his life learning Torah. So why is he blaming it on the high Yoma? On this day? If Rav Yosef became great, it's because it was a lifetime of Torah learning which made him great. Rav Yosef says he loved high Yoma. If not for this day, and we could ask on that too. The Yosefs in the marketplace, who he was comparing himself to, weren't Goyim. They were Jews too. They also had a Shavuos. They also accepted the Torah. And nevertheless, they were nothing like Rav Yosef. So what does Rav Yosef see about Hayoma, about the date of Shavuos? That's a reason to celebrate. And the second question too. We know whenever the Gemara tells us something, in the name of a specific Amaira, a specific Tana, so there was something unique about that person is the one to teach us that message. If it would have been a general sentiment which all the Tanaim felt, then it wouldn't have been given over in the story of one individual Tana's expression. So why would Rav Yosef be the one to appreciate Shavuos as the day which sets him apart from the commoners in the street more than any other Tana, or more than any other Ramayra? So to answer that question first, let's digress a little bit to talk about the person Rav Yosef. And with one more quotation. There's a Gemara at the end of Saita. And the Gemara is describing what Klai Yisrael lost when each of the Tanoim was Nifta. What was the unique, so to speak, uh, level that each time they reached that wasn't replaced when they died? And therefore Klai Yisrael lost their example, the embodiment of this greatness when that Tanoim was no longer here. So for example, it says about Rabbi Akiva that when he died, we lost the covenant of Torah. And it says that Ben Azay, when he died, we lost what was meant to be a Masnik. And the Mishnah finishes with Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. Rabbi Yehuda gave us the Mishnah. And it says, Mishameis Ravi Batla Anava. Rabbi's tremendous smile of humility. And when Rabbi died, so the world lost its paragon of what humility meant. And on that, the Gemara brings, it's the last line of the Sechel Saita, Om Rav Yosef Latana. Rav Yosef says to the one who recited the Mishnah, don't say that another no longer exists. Why? Because there's still me. And obviously, one wonders, what did Rabbi Yosef mean? That I'm as much of an honor as Rabbi was. A person would say that about himself. As you can't say humility died, because look at me, I'm, I'm so humble. It doesn't make sense. So what did Rabbi Yosef mean? So let's learn again, together, about the life of Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef, we know in his dar, 
in his generation was given a special title, a very coveted title. He was called Sinai. He was called the Sinai. Because of the tremendous knowledge he had of the entire Torah, so just like how Sinai was the source from which we, learned, we the Jewish people learned the Torah, Rabbi Yosef was called the Sinai. Because he was the source which Jewish people could learn the entire Torah from. And that was a unique level that Rabbi Yosef had. He was the Sinai of the Torah. And therefore he was chosen as the prime Rosh Hashiva of Babel for that matter of being the one who knew the most Torah. And yet Rabbi Yosef gets sick. And the Gemara tells us as a result of his illness Rabbi Yosef lost his entire mind, his entire memory. And all that tremendous amount of Torah that he had amassed and the tremendous knowledge he had was all gone. There are many times in Shas when Rabbi Yosef says, I don't remember something. And his students say to him, you're the one who taught it to us. But he lost his memory. And therefore his students had to go back and teach him things that he had once known and taught them. Let's think for a moment. For Rabbi Yosef himself, what a tremendous tragedy this was. Something he had spent a lifetime amassing. An unparalleled wealth of Torah knowledge. And it all gets lost. And the Farshim explained that's what Rabbi Yosef meant in the Gemara Insights. He said, you, you say that when Rabbi Ariya Nasi died, Batla Nava, there was no one else who was humble. Like he was. It says of Yosef, it's a mistake. Anybody can be humble. Because look what happened to me. Look what happened to me. From somebody who could have prided himself of being the biggest Talmud Chacham in his door. There's no guarantee you're going to hold on to your Chachma. There's no guarantee it's going to stay with you. with things which are more external, like wealth, or like a position. There's no guarantee you're going to have it. Even something which is part of a person. The Torah he learned, the knowledge he has. You can lose everything. Nothing is guaranteed to remain. And if that's the case, what does anybody have to be a Balgaiva about? What does anybody have to pride themselves in? You're not even sure you're going to keep it. That's the one side of Rav Yosef. He says, look at me and get a lesson in humility. How much a person can lose. Let's bring us to the second point. And that is, and this is the Chiddush. Now at that stage, when Rav Yosef, through no fault of his own, has lost his memory, has lost the Torah he knew. So then what does differentiate him from the Yosef in the street? 
If it's the time of Chacham and he knows the fortune, and he has chastened the Shulchan Aruch in his fingertips, of course he's not longer the person in the street. That person is now alright, and you're a tremendous time of Chacham. But now that Rabbi Yosef's lost his learning, and he also doesn't know anything, so what sets him apart from the Yosef Peshukah? What sets him apart from the Yosef who idled his time away in the marketplace? If you're going to ask how much do they know, they both, they both don't know a lot. And that's what Rabbi Yosef came to teach us. And he's telling his servants, his family, he says, I want to celebrate Shavuos. I want to celebrate Shavuos. Why? The ilav ha if not for today, I would be like the other Yosefs in the shock. And he explains, it was a sentiment felt specifically and only by Rabbi Yosef. Because for the Anatanoim and Amaraim, what set them apart was what they knew. What set them apart was the knowledge that they had gained. But for Rabbi Yosef, who lost that knowledge, so then the question is for him. How does he feel different to the Yosef Peshukah? What makes him feel set apart and sure? And his answer is, Hayyoyma. The Kayach of Shavuos. What's the special Kayach of Shavuos? We know that there's a principle. In the world, really it starts in the Kabbalah, but a lot of the Mephoshim explain it. And that is, that in order for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to send something to this world, there's a prerequisite that there's something in this world which is right to be makabal. Something in this world which has prepared itself to accept. And once there's the kli, once there's the ability to accept, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu can give. Before there's the ability to accept, or as much as the ability to accept is limited, there's nowhere for Hashem to give to. And therefore, it doesn't make a difference what bracha we're talking about, you want Hashem to give. The first has to be the key to receive that bracha. And it's only afterwards, once the key is in place, that the bracha can flow. Does that mean that the flow of bracha is guaranteed? No. There could be other reasons why Hashem decides to stop giving whatever bracha is giving. But at least there's a clean place, which means there's already a system there in order to get that bracha. This is a principle, a concept. Let's translate it in simple words. Let's give a marshal. And a marshal is going to be, we know that there's something very significant about a baby's birth. Until now he was living as part of his mother and now he's living on his own. He was born. His heart beats by itself. He breathes on his own. It's a tremendous thing. And yet, now that the baby is born, don't take it for granted that he's going to live. In order to remain alive, his heart needs to keep beating every second. His lungs need to keep breathing. There's no guarantee that just because he was born, or any person was born, that they're going to remain alive. 
the koyach of life is something new every second. On the spiritual level, it's the koyach Hashem is mechadish betzuvay b'chol yom tamid. On a physical level, it needs assistance of the body to work the whole time to maintain that life. And therefore, if someone would ask you, why do we make a bigger deal out of birth than any other second? It all is needs a miracle to happen. No second can be taken for granted. Not the moment of birth more than any other moment of a person's life. And the answer is, what's unique? When a child's born, is now he becomes, so to speak, a separate person who is able to live. Call it if you want. He now becomes a clear in his own right. He's now a fully functioning being by himself. Of course, he needs Hashem to give the khirs the whole time. And of course, if it would ever be a second where Hashem would stop giving khirs, he would die. But in the scale of things, the creation of the kli, that's a significant step. Now there is a healthy child who's able to live. He needs to be given life. But to continue to give life is considered a smallness. Who wants to call it that? Then the original stage of creating something which is able to get be, receive the kohach of life. And therefore, if you ask, what happened on Shvus? What did we get on Shvus? Even before Hashem taught us Torah, What we got on Shavuos is we became a clear kibble to receive Torah. Not just we. Because we, Klai Yisrael, accepted the Torah, it means that this world became a place on which the Torah could rest. This world became a place in which the Torah would be fulfilled. And therefore, the world has now fulfilled its purpose. It's been born. It's become a key that can hold the Torah. And if the world wouldn't have gotten to that stage, if this world wouldn't have been something to receive Torah, then there would have been no point in creating it. The Tznai that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made with the world, I'm creating you as a world. And you're going to function as a world but your purpose is to become a clear kibble for Torah. To be a place in which the Torah can rest. That there's going to be within this world a nation is going to accept that Torah. And when that happens, and the world becomes a clear kibble for Torah, then it justifies its creation. We asked the question previously. It's just like it says that if the world wouldn't, if Kaisha wouldn't have accepted the Torah, the world would have reverted to Torah of oil. The same thing Nefesh HaChaim says, if there would ever be a second that the Jewish people don't learn Torah. But it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Because the original stage was like the birth. Until that stage, the world hadn't, didn't have the potential to exist. It hadn't been created as something which could receive the Torah. That's why Eretz Yorah. Once Klai Yisrael accepts the Torah and this world becomes a place 
which is now functional, which has a purpose, which can be a kill for Torah, it's true it needs Klai Yisrael to learn the whole time. Just like a child needs to breathe and have his heartbeat the whole time. But that's not a sakana. Once the system's in place, it's easier for it to continue to run. Chasr a person stops breathing, he'll die. But that's not something a person is scared of. Once the system's already in place, we expect it to continue. And therefore the world was shakata. The world was shakata. Because once it had accepted the Torah and become a place which is now in which the Torah can rest, okay, it needs a constant infusion of life. It needs a constant limit of Torah. But that's not as dramatic a change to maintain what there is. That's the first part. And if that's the case, what was the Koyach of Shavuos? Not Limur Atayra. It's true that the Lazim Farshim explained that, that within Aseris Adibras, all the mitzvahs were alluded to. But really the main point of Shavuos, the main point of Shavuos was accepting the Torah. Was making the world, making ourselves a clear kibble to accept Torah. And now once that's in place, so then yes, we'll certainly learn about Hashem, we'll, learn, we'll get to know the Torah too. And if we understand this, you said, then let's go back to the Gemara with Rav Yosef. And we understood from Rav Yosef's own life story what he was feeling. Right now when he doesn't know more, remember more than the other Yosef in the shock. What sets me apart? What I have to show for the 50 years or more that I've devoted myself fully to learning Torah? If I've lost the Torah on you. And Rav Yosef's answer is what we just learned. Elav Hayyoma. Says Rav Yosef, what still makes me special is Shavuos. Because I may not have the fruit of the Torah that I learned. But I was Makabal Torah. I spent my life accepting myself in the yoke of Torah and spending my time and my days and my years lamenting Torah. Even if I don't have the Torah. But the clear kibble for Torah I have. The accepting the Torah I have. That's what makes me special. The Yosef Peshukah who never spent his time learning. He wasn't Makabal the Torah either. Says of Yosef, I say about myself at least, is I know that I spent my life being Makabal Torah. I devoted myself to Torah. And that's the Kayach of Shavuos. The Hayyoma. The day where we see the importance of being Makabal Torah. And that's something we celebrate in Shavuos too. How much we Makabal the Torah. That's the main point I wanted to discuss. But this brings me to a second point. A point that feels very important. I'm going to preface it with a line I heard from Mayor Rabbi or Moshe Shapiro Zechariah He said once, What's the best way to ensure that you don't become a Talmud Chacham? Again, I'll repeat the question. What's the best way to ensure 
that you don't become a Talmud Chacham. And Rabbi Moshe said, the best way to ensure you don't become a Talmud Chacham is to buy yourself a big bookcase and fill it with all the Sfarim that they are. Why? Because now, I have Shas, and I have the Poskim, and I have a Shulchan Aruch. And no one's going to ask me, have I learned it? Do I know it? I have it, here. Yeah. I have a beautiful set. And while there might, obviously there's a value to owning Sfarim, that's not what the Torah wanted. The Torah didn't want people to amass Sifre Kodesh, to amass Sfarim. And that's obviously a tremendous thing. We talk about Shvurs as being Zman Matan Torah Seder. We're given the time we're given the Torah. Well, what Torah were we given? The Luchas we only got 40 days later. Those were the first Luchas. The second Luchas we only got in Yom Kippur. The Torah scroll, the Sefer Torah we were only given on the day that Moshe Rabbeinu died. So what Torah were we given on Shvurs? And this is the important point for us to understand. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted by giving the Torah to the Jewish people wasn't that he's going to give us the Sefer Torah, a scroll which we're going to keep in a fancy Aaron Kodesh with a beautiful parochus. That's not the point. The Torah Hashem wanted to give us is the Chachma of the Torah. The knowledge, the understanding of the Torah. And if that's the case, Hashem wants to transfer that Chachmah from Him to us. But to us means to our knowledge, to our minds, to our memories, to our neshama. That we're going to be the clear kibble for the Torah. And just by giving us the scroll, the luchas, you can say, wow, what beautiful luchas, let's put them in a fancy Aaron Kodesh. That misses the point. The point of the sinner's Torah was to give the Torah to the Jewish people. They should be the clear kibble. They should be the ones to know the Torah. They should be the ones to accept the Torah and understand the Torah. And therefore, originally when the Torah was given, it was given directly. Hashem spoke and the Jewish people heard. And that Torah was etched into their neshamas. And later on, when Klayashal felt they couldn't hear Hashem speak anymore, so I went via Moshe Rabbeinu. So then again, the Torah was given to Moshe to give to the Jewish people. And Moshe taught Torah and the Jewish people were makabal that Torah. And as long as Moshe Rabbeinu was alive, and he was the Navi who was able to give over Divrei Torah, that's the way the Torah was transmitted. That's the way the Torah was given. Like the Pasuk says, You should write the Torah, etch it, onto the tablet of your, of your heart. And it's only the day Moshe died. And therefore the day when he would no longer be able to be transferred to Torah to us. And we know that all the dates in the Vim weren't of that level. And they were maybe would have been able to give her words of prophecy, but not words of Torah. 
then we need a, a Sefer Torah. And only then we're given the scroll of the Torah. And that's the important point. Kabbalah Satara doesn't mean to have a new Sefer Torah to put down a Kodesh. It's for us to know the Torah. For us to receive the Torah. And therefore, the important point of Shavuos is how much the person becomes the Kli Kibble for Torah. How much he becomes the parchment on which the Torah can get written. That's what Rav Yosef said. What makes me special is Hai Yoma. Because even if I haven't retained the Torah, but a cleaver Torah I was. And the Gemara says this. In Brachos, the Gemara says that one has to respect a Talmud Chacham who has lost his learning, just like one has to respect a Talmud Chacham who still remembers his learning. And the Gemara is proof of that. Because Luchos v'shivrei Luchos menachem ba'aron. In the Aron HaKodesh. In the Kodesh HaKodesh, what was placed? The Luchos. The Luchos which are Hashem's words inscribed on them. And the Shivrei Luchos. The broken pieces of stone. Which came from the first Luchos. Which had been smashed. And the words had flown away and the Kedusha had left. And why are Shivrei Luchos in the Aron HaKodesh? And the answer is, because those shards of stone, those broken pieces of sapphire, had once been a clear kibble on which the Torah was written. And therefore, as something which had once been a clear to receive the Torah, they deserve to be now in Kodesh too. And therefore the Gemara says, even a time of who's forgotten his learning, that doesn't take away from the fact that he had once been a key kibble. That he had once made himself a receptacle, a vessel to hold the Torah. And like we said before, it's only after there's a key Akadosh Baruch can give Torah. And we'll qualify that with one more statement. The more the person is the key, the more Torah you can get. And if we're coming to Shavuos, what we celebrate in Shavuos, what we achieved in Shavuos, is we became the clear cable that we're able to receive the Torah. And now that we're able to receive the Torah, now we can begin the process of learning, of knowing, of integrating, of remembering Torah. That's the last job. But every year we come to Shavuos, it's an anniversary of the High Yoma to appreciate what it means that we accept on ourselves that we are clear to get the Torah. And there are avoid every Shavuos to work to make the clear more and more of a clear kibble for Torah. So that that way, throughout the course of the year, we'll be able to fill that clean with ever greater levels and amounts of Torah learning and Torah understanding.